Our sponsors for tonight's podcast are Fisher's Pub and Second Lap Productions. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Avoda Days with your hosts, Max Kleinman and Nate Goldberg. With guest, George Russo. Thank you to everyone that has been listening to the podcast so far. We love your support. If you're a fan of the Avoda Days podcast, go follow Avoda underscore days on Instagram. If you'd like to be featured on the Avoda Days, feel free to reach out via direct message. And that is okay. Avoda Days spelled A-V-O-D-A underscore D-A-Z-E for all of our listeners. Go, go follow us. Okay, George, tell us a little about yourself. Hey, guys. First of all, I want to say I think it is awesome that you guys are doing this. I know uh, back in my day, we talked about, like, trying to do something Avoda-related to kind of bring it out into the real world because of how much we liked it. Um, but right now, I am locked down due to COVID. But thankfully, I have a job that is easy to work from home from. I do customer support for a company called Anaqua, which is located in Back Bay in Boston. And what that means is I kind of do a lot of techie stuff for our clients that buy the product. And if they don't know how to use the product or they want to know how to do something they don't know how to do, they come to me and I help them out with that. Um, so that's actually kind of a new job I've been doing for under a year. And before that, I was at Bose, uh, basically just hooking up all my friends with discount headphones and speakers a man of the people hey i look out for my guys yeah, very fair did you uh did you attend the university of virginia no i didn't i actually went to umass amherst but i have oh. made a few trips down to uva okay all right we just had to that was something we were wondering about so we're gonna get was right it the hat Nate? it was the hat i, was I wasn't hat. gonna bring up the hat this today because i didn't think it was that important but it was the hat i still I actually still have my Mossy Oak hat. Let's go. That hat, that hat was awesome. I was actually kind of sad giving it away because it was like a, such a great find, but you, you earned it. I, I mean, and I maybe really, like I wore it on field day this year, like at school. Like it's, it's definitely been like worn in public and makes appearances from time to that time. That makes me happy. That actually makes me really happy. I might have to come back to camp with me this summer. You should bring it. It's a great camp hat. I think it I got really it at Walmart. Exactly. Uh, all right. So first question, first either or here, we're going to go waterfront or athletics. All right. So you guys have missed a very crucial staff here, and that's rope staff. Oh, gosh. Rope staff. I am 100% a rope staff guy. I've been on rope staff since my JC year, and that's where my loyalties lie. You were, the, you were definitely the first person to say rope staff, so. Have you guys had a rope staff guy on? I do not think so. Max? Um, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. But if I did have to choose between the two, I got to go waterfront staff. Hey. Correct choice. And I, I've listened to some of the podcasts. Like, I know that's, like, the popular choice. But, like, as a counselor, waterfront staff is the place to be. Okay. I mean, I guess there's, we're coming to a consensus there that the waterfront staff might be better than athletic staff, but I think we just need to interview more athletic staff people and that way we can hear the other side of the story. But moving on. Uh, Wait, Wayne, I would like to point out that Jake Alexander is athletic staff and he said that the waterfront is better. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Nate, are you – are you uh, in athletics? Are you pro-athletics? I am very pro-athletics because uh, as a, a young boy at Camp Avoda, I could not swim. And as a young adult, I, I can still not really swim that great. So I, uh, I stick to land. I'm a land animal. You're a land creature? I am. Just like the Fixlers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're in good company. Yeah. I mean, athletic stuff has its perks, but... Uh, you know, we'll get into that with someone who also likes athletics. Um, so moving on, we'll go with wings or mac and cheese. Okay. So and don't take like don't take play night into account, like just as like straight up meal, because obviously desert war is mac and cheese, play night yeah. is wings. 
Just like the meal. I think I have to go with the mac and cheese, I think, here. Just because it's so it's so hyped up. Like if you're a first year camper coming in and you hear that there's gonna be mac and cheese, everyone's talking about it. Like everyone is talking about how good the mac and cheese is and it really is just a treat. Uh, were you around where they put Cheetos on top instead of breadcrumbs? No. When did they do that? Either this past summer or the year before that, they did it. And it definitely wasn't bad. Okay. I, did, I didn't think it was the best. I think okay. the creative, the creativity, like points for that. But the execution maybe lacked a little bit. Well, you know, you typically get a lot of new KBs every year, right? Hmm. It's very true. That is an interesting take on the mac and cheese, though. I might try that at home, honestly. You should. Tell us how it goes. We'll, we'll uh, tell the viewers what you think. If it's good, I'll send some to camp next summer. <laughs> Sounds ah. good. Okay, so moving on. Team Avoda or Avoda Hoops? Oh, I'm sure you guys are expecting this one from me, but I'm a big Team Avoda guy. I, I uh, everyone. <laughs> Let's go, Nate. Um, I mean, I was on Team Avoda when we went on, I think it was like a six-time winning spree in the Avoda tournament. I coached a win, which was amazing, with the help of uh, AJ Felberbaum. And Mark Gleason actually did a lot of work that year, too. Um, but, yeah, I got to go Team Avoda. Although I will say there's nothing like being in the stands for – um avoda hoops there's just something about that like everyone's packed together everyone's making all of the chance and basketball is just like a more like i just personally think basketball is more fun to watch yeah i think i think that's a uh similar to what other other people would say definitely definitely going down to the, the court watching is a lot of fun and uh one thing that i was so jealous of as a team avoda player was the uh, Avoda, the senior Avoda hoops guys coming out of the, uh, the, mess the kitchen hall. in the mess yeah. hall. Yeah, that was awesome. You can't beat that. The door really would can't. always be broken. The door would literally, yeah, all 100% of the time be broken. The big but man the, would just come through so hard. But if the door didn't break, then it wasn't like, then the team couldn't get like credit. You know, someone has exactly. to Exactly. Yeah, you need you need that guy to, to bring that energy. For sure. It's funny when it's the first guy too, because then everyone else is going through a broken door. <laughs> I know it does get kind of messed up sometimes, but it's like it is really good stuff. I just have yeah. like such vivid memories back when I was a camper of those guys coming through and when I was younger, I thought they were just like superstars. Definitely. So now you're going on a field trip, Waterways or Red Sox? Oh my God. So this is a good question because I think as a camper, and I know I've I've heard some guys split it up this way. I think as a camper, I would have preferred Waterways. And the first time I actually went to Waterways, um, I was in bunk six B. I think I was twelve years old. Mark Leeson was in our 14 and he legit looked like he was a full grown man. And I just remember him getting like all of these girls numbers at the, at Waterways. And I was like, who is this kid? Um, but as a counselor, like the Red Sox is just so much easier to watch the kids. You get to go watch the Red Sox play. You get to get some food at Fenway. Like, I think there's a very clear-cut difference between camper, water whiz, and counselor at Red Sox. Yeah, it, it seems to be that way for many. Yeah, that's the, com that's the common answer. It is the common answer, and it makes sense. Water whiz has its perks, but so does the Red Sox. If you guys want an underrated field trip, I always love Mount Monadnock. I have never gone, but I'm actually planning on going next week with a buddy of mine. It's just like a great hike. And then at, when they do it at camp, you always go back and you just feast. I think they used to do yes. fire and ice. Fire and ice is what we, makes it worth yeah. it. 
so much food and like it's it is worth it like for the field trip to try it at least once nate that's awesome you're going it is just like in and of itself just a very good hike yeah that i mean the inspiration was from camp so that's awesome dude yeah all right so moving right along uh evening activity you got three options here flag rush zoo ball or dead zone the big three so i am just a pure flag rush guy i have to go flag rush it's just always been kind of like my evening activity and that was like kind of how i like grew into myself at camp was through flag rush um i think i came back it was my second year coming to camp i think it was 2008 and for whatever reason i was just like very good and that built my confidence a lot at camp do you have any like specific memory of a flag rush game where you made an exceptional play or something like that or a specific memory yeah so like the big thing was that year in 2008 um i had to shadow phil shanna who was one of the scariest bunk 14ers if you were around when he was um so i had to shadow him in desert war and i ended up shutting him down he didn't score a single flag which was feel awesome um but that was like that was like one of the like my biggest memories of like a flag rush type game you probably had the hardest and the most important role on your team that year i know and we still lost that was the tough part it's like i went through all that because he was a tough kid like oh man that was – I remember he um, ran all the way out to the Desi. And he was just sitting there in the Desi circle by the infirmary. And counselors were, like, getting him water. And he just got to, like, rest up. And I'm there just, like, huffing and puffing, just out of breath. Um, but, yeah, that, that was probably the biggest thing. And then from there, that kind of built my confidence enough in Flag Rush to where I could just kind of have fun during evening activities. I will say this though, Zubal is great. Like, I don't think anyone dislikes Zubal. Shout out Zubal, shout out Flag Rush. Dead Zone did not get much love tonight, but that's okay. We all know everyone still loves Dead Zone. Dead Zone's uh, great. It is. The combination is crazy. It's awesome. And it's only at Camp Avoda, which makes it that much better. I miss those games so much. Yeah, it's so tough to watch because you want to play so badly. Uh, all right, so next up, we got uh, a rainy day schedule. And it's moose ball or movie, or you could go with pitch and ping pong in the mess hall. Oh, okay. I got to go pitch and ping pong. I know a lot of guys are probably saying movie just because you don't have to do anything. But I, like, I'm a very big fan of pitch. I even play with my friends that um, aren't even Camp Avoda friends. Whether it's teaching them or they had picked up some form of the game, that is just a game I absolutely love. I learned it at camp. Um, I've even run a few pitch tournaments, given out some prizes. Um, but nothing beats pitch for me for a rainy day. So you and you and ben, Benji Satloff said uh, his podcast isn't out as of this recording, but he chose ping pong and said he was the best ping pong player at camp. And I interesting. Do you have anyone who you remember being like very very good? And don't say Leon because Leon's just not that good. Um, so Ben Rubin was actually a very good ping pong player. He was a very worthy opponent. And I think a Ben Rubin, Benji Satloff matchup would be, would be a good matchup to watch. Definitely. But I do want to throw this out there. I think I am one of the best pitch players at camp. If you ever? pair me with mm, ever, I think so. I'm going to say it. That's a hot take. I, 
I think I am. I think I'll take anyone from Avoda and any, any other two can, can face off against us, and I have a very confident feeling I'll win. Do you think pitch is luck or skill? I think it – so there's obviously some luck involved, like a good deal of luck. But I think the more you play pitch, the more you understand what's likely to happen, and I think that's where the skill factors in. So, uh, me, and Nate, yeah. me and Nate actually ran the pitch club last summer in the Arts and Crafts Shack. There's we a pitch club? We, oh me, me and Max started the pitch club. We had a really solid, exclusive group of campers playing every day, you know, teaching oh. them the strategy, teaching them the Only way. Only the elites. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Here, so, how about this? Uh, if, if I can get Aaron Rubin to be my partner, can we challenge you guys to a pitch game? A hundred percent. Okay. Sure. No table talk, no codes, just straight up. No table talk, no codes, straight up. That's how I like it. Losers by the winners, a sub from village. Sounds deal. Like a deal. Yeah. Hands down. Max, that's some free village. That is free village. That would be awesome. I hope, I hope we can make this a reality. Yeah, we'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. I love that. For sure. Okay, a very important question now. Got two colors. Mm. White or blue? Okay. I'm going to have to go with blue here. Blue, in my opinion, it's just the better color to choose. Now, I will say this. I have been on a lot of successful white-colored teams. But if I'm running the white assassins, white hounds. White hounds. White villains, white villains, a lot of good white phantoms too. Um, but I gotta go blue. Blue is just the better color choice. Okay. I think the reason's obvious. I don't know if I'm allowed to say why here, but well, it's easier to name teams using the blue color just because we don't want to have any ambiguous sounding white names for our teams at camp. Exactly. Um, it it makes it a lot easier with the name selection. It does. It does. Plus, you get to wear black. A lot of a little bit more intimidating on the field. Definitely a lot of a lot more color options for the shirt because it's easier to find dark colored shirts. Yeah, I've even seen people wear shirt. like wear like purple, too. It's just yeah, it's just easier. They're letting kids wear whatever they want these days. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Okay, here's some now. This is the big question. Uh, right. I'm nervous. You got, you got two Jareds. Jared Fogle oh or Jared Fixler. Who are you picking? You are going to make me pick between these two Jareds? The two Jareds. You got to Oh, my God. That's so – I can't believe you guys are doing this to me. Let's see. So, on the one hand, I have Jared Fogle, who did go to the University of Virginia – and who I have visited, but I did make that visit with Jared Fixler. <laughs> and then Whoa. I have Jared Fixler. I've been to UNH to visit him. For, for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to pick Fixler. I've just been in a lot more recent communication with him. I actually got, uh, we grabbed dinner last night with uh, yeah. it was me, Fix. Harrison Bamel and Ben Rubin. Oh wow! Yeah, good little nice dinner. dinner. Yeah, nice dinner in Boston. It's really nice catching up. Is that uh, nice? So, uh, when was your first year at camp? My first year at camp was two thousand seven. Okay. So and yeah. How many years ago was that now? Oh my 13? god. Yeah, like 14, 13. 13 or 13? 13 or 14, right around there. That's a long time ago. Yeah, and I was – I came to camp kind of late too because I was a, uh, a first-year junior. It was my first so, summer there. So how did you find out about camp? So I actually found out um, from Aaron Rubin. So uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I used to live in New Jersey, 
I went to a day camp with the Rubens, became friends with Aaron there. And then Ben found out he went, then Aaron went a couple years later. And then the year after that, I went. Huh. Very cool. I did not know that. Yeah. So the, uh, the Ruben family is what brought me to Camp Avoda. Well, it's a good thing we didn't put the Aaron Rubin in your, your two counselor pick because that would have been a clear cut. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been easy. The Jared's was good. That was a good one. Fogel's going to yeah. be mad at me. <laughs> Shout out to Matt. Max came up with that one. So good work, Max. Max, um, I can't believe you, you put me in that pickle. All right. It so in, in 2010, uh, you were obviously a bug 14 and you I won was. the all around camper award along yes. with Ben Very Simmons. prestigious. And a lot has changed since then. Okay. Um, so obviously you are now, you know, out of camp and working and what happened to Ben Simmons, no one knows for sure. It's a mystery. Um, what other awards have you won at camp? Let's see. So first of all, I'd like to say Simmons, great guy. Um, I actually should text him soon. And then I can, then I can get back to you guys on what happened to Ben Simmons. But we were both very good campers. We won the all-around camper cup, one of the most coveted awards at Camp Avoda. Um, but I believe I have won the Flag Rush Award. And the same year? No, I think I won Flag Rush in 2009, actually. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty well, that That 14 was a lot uh, smaller in terms of numbers. Yeah. So there were a lot more opportunities. Um, but, but I won the flag rush award and I'll, I think I, I think that was it. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think I did much else. I have no. a, uh, I have an MVP from an Avoda tournament. Do you have any and league f- MVPs? Oh, I do have league MVPs. Yeah, okay. I do. I have a few league MVPs. Uh, back in 2008, I have a straight out of Compton league MVP. And I think my 14 year also, we were the uh, Super Smash Brothers. It was like old school video games was the oh, theme. Nice. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, all around campers are pretty good award to win. So if any campers are listening to this, strive to be great. Go get yourself an all around camper award. Hey, you guys can do it. I believe in you. Any campers out there listening? For sure. Okay, so, George, what do you think is the most underrated aspect about Avoda? Ooh, wow, that's a really good question. I think the most underrated aspect about Avoda is the flexibility for your counselors to make the time there as memorable as possible. And I'll tell you what I mean right here. I think it was, it was either my 12 year or my 14 year. I think it was my 14 year. Our counselors woke us up in the middle of the night. I think it was like two, two something in the morning. We were all asleep and they just kind of like brought us over to the rec hall and they had like snacks and like soda for us. And they, they just put on a movie and it was a movie we had never seen before. I think it was the, uh, Green Street Elite or Green Street Hooligans. I forget what the actual title of the movie is. And I just remember it being an awesome movie that like something I'd never seen before. And it was so cool. It was action packed. And it was like, oh, we're in the rec hall at like two in the morning. And like, we're not supposed to be here, but like our counselors are here. So it's cool. And it's just kind of like memories like those that make you like look back and you're like, wow, like that was, that was awesome. Like I want to do that again, I want something like that to happen every summer. And they actually did that a couple times throughout the summer. Um, And the movies they chose were always so good. And it's just awesome having the counselors there who you kind of like look up to in a way when you're a, when you're a camper and they're like, they're just kind of like bringing you out there and they're, they're like, yeah, like this is like what camp's all about, like making these kinds of memories. That's really that's a great answer. So uh, maybe I give you guys some ideas. I know you guys are going to be counselors there. Yeah, definitely, definitely something to work with there. 
For sure. Um, so, uh, your time at camp, uh, we have learned from, you know, various places that you and a certain administrator did oh not God. get along the best. And I want you to talk a little bit about your relationship with Josh Fox. Uh, okay. For sure. Um, so Fox and I actually got off on a really good foot um, from the get go. And there was one summer where I think there may have been just a miscommunication between the both of us in whether it was like, I don't know if what was said was in jest or if it wasn't meant to be taken as seriously as it was. Um, but there was definitely some sort of misunderstanding or miscommunication there. And I think that kind of led to a divide and you know, there's been like, obviously like talk like you guys have heard, like the relationship. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're both Evodians. We're both adults. I wish him the best if he's listening. Um, and I don't know. It was just, I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. Uh-huh. Well, shout out. I don't know Josh if I can give you guys cabin. much. I don't know if I can. Yeah, shout out Josh Fox's cabin. What a guy. It, you know, Abe actually took over there. I love Leon. Abe. Leon took Abe's cabin. Abe took Josh Fox's Wait, cabin. Is, is Abe still? Uh, uh, yeah. Is Abe still at camp? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. He's he, a veteran. I remember he's a veteran. He, he's an absolute vet. I remember when he used to live in the Boom Boom Room, in the bungalow, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's gone. We were the last CITs to have the Boom Boom Room, and that is a story for another time. I am upset as someone who used to live in the boom, boom room. I'm very upset. You guys will not be able to experience that. It's unfortunate, but in terms of like space for the CITs, the bungalow is, yeah. is definitely a better, a better living area, which is more com accommodating to the CITs. 100%. So two steps forward, one step back type thing. And since the boom, boom isn't available for us, we're hoping as staff to maybe get an upgrade to the lounge. We'll see what happens next summer. Hey, yeah, go for it. I love the lounge. Like one of the best parts about the old boom boom room was that it was the best, the most well air conditioned room in camp. Yeah. But the lounge is also very cool. Yeah. If you guys can, can snag that, that would be awesome. Yeah. We've just been, you know, talking a little bit as a 14 about how, and uh, it, it could use some upgrades, some maybe a couch or two here and there. But, you know, we'll bring that up with the people that need to hear it. And hopefully, hey, if you guys are willing, maybe you can get like an Xbox in there or something. That'd be pretty cool if staff pitched in to, to buy an Xbox. I mean, how pay. many? Yeah. Between the entirety of staff, it would be like what? Like 20 10 bucks a person. And yeah. yeah. You know, get some game sharing going on. We'll get all the games in there. It'd be pretty cool. We'll see what happens. Happy counselors, happy camp. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So you were actually not me and Nate's counselor specifically, but when you were a counselor in bunk four, you had our age group. What were your thoughts on that experience? I did. So that was – I was in bunk four my JC year, and then again my – first year SC year and I think it was my JC year was the the year that you guys were across the hall in bunk three yep so I don't know like I personally had a lot of fun like you guys were like the right amount of rambunctious to keep to keep me entertained um it was never a boring night that's yeah. for sure Never definitely never never a boring night um but i really enjoyed your guys age group i know like sometimes you guys uh maybe don't get all the praise you guys deserve especially when you guys were younger but uh i had a lot of fun that's, that's all you can ask for as a counselor is to have some fun yeah 
Like, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Which Benji talks about a lot in the previous episode. He did. About ha- having he, fun at camp? For probably five to ten minutes straight. Oh, my God. I got to oh, – I'm pumped to listen to that. I think I've listened to all of your guys' podcasts except for Drew's, which I need to listen to still. We put, we put Drew on the spot a, a quite a few times. <laughs> I'm pumped because I, I had just finished Wesley's, I think. Mm. And so Drew's, Drew's next for me. Uh, well, you're definitely going to enjoy that. Um, so back in year 14 year, me and Max were actually first year campers. So oh, my God. That's do, crazy. You, do you remember just like being a 14er and just like what that was like? Being a 14er, it's just like that year that you're you're like, this is it. Like you're the big man on campus. You're you know you're gonna like be able to do like the best you can and everything. There's not gonna be in terms of like athletics anyway, there's not gonna be like any like older guys to stop you from from dominating. Um and it's also cool just like you're you're a role model for a lot of these kids. One of the most fun parts of being a 14er was actually having a little brother. And I think that's one of the coolest traditions at camp because I don't actually have a blood related little brother. So Do you recall who it was? Oh yeah, Zach Roth. Great kid. Oh, that was it was awesome having him um his parents were like super nice when i met them um sam was a great actual older brother um and it was it was actually me and greg stern who were zach roth's older brothers and like we had a blast like he was just like the cutest little kid mac That's do you remember your awesome. big brother from 2010 my big brother was mitch weitzel oh my god <laughs> How is that? It was awesome. I had, I had a Newton South kid, Jacob Duggan. Oh, you had Duggan? Yeah. I like Duggan a lot. I am not happy that he he didn't spend more years at camp. But, you know. Happens. Does. What, what so, punk were you guys that year? We were punk, punk one. one. Yeah. Wow. So in your 15 years from now, you're probably about 11 years through that now. Um, Have you finally outgrown your imaginary town? Oh, my God. So I'm going to go on the record here. Holden is a real town. It exists. (laughs) I have proof. (laughs) Because Jake Alexander played for Newton South football. And he had an away game against my high school, which is in Holden, Mass. So he's been there. <laughs> so it's confirmed real. I don't care what anyone says. This is a real town. There you have it, folks. George Russo says the town is real. Holden, Massachusetts. I've never heard I've never heard of it. Not real. But we'll take your word I, for it, George. I am the only of a as far as I know, to hail from Holden, Massachusetts. And so you moved out there after New Jersey? I did, yeah. So I think it was the summer of 2006 when I was going into sixth grade. My dad got a promotion. Uh, The promotion was in Massachusetts, and we moved from New Jersey to Mass. There it is. Very cool. Wow. I mean, we'll take your word that it's real, but until either me and Max or I visits, we cannot confirm that 100% to our listeners because we wouldn't want to lie. Uh, moving right along, we got some dot dots here from the 2010 Avodian. Oh, my um, God. We've got Tilly's McDonald incident. Oh, my God. That was did, – did you, like, do research on these to, like, we, pick we out a good one? We did a little bit of research. Because this, this, is, this is a really good story. So, I think it was just like a normal day at camp, right? And we're getting towards the end of the day. I think they're doing the, uh, 
the calls for the different bunks to go in and shower. And so we're in bunk 14, so we're not showering until a little bit later. Um, and Tilly is just out in front of bunk 14, inside the crease, um, just like in his boxers. We didn't know as campers what was going on, but the counselors told Tilly that if he peed his pants, <laughs> that we would all get McDonald's for the night. <laughs> and so Tilly just said, wait, really? And all of our counselors say yes. <laughs> and we're all just sitting out there on the porch and Tilly just, he just sent it. And he well, just sorry. peed, he just peed his pants 100% and then all of our counselors revealed that no matter what Tilly did we were getting McDonald's that night well I mean listen you got McDonald's and I'm sure Tilly was right into the shower after that because obviously the counselors wouldn't do that without giving him special permission to get into the shower house um so good good by them to fix the situation they created happy everyone got McDonald's Hey, Tilly now. was a Tilly was a big leader in the bunk. Even though he didn't win leadership, you could you could see from that he was willing to do whatever it took to make the bunk happy. Needham kid, right? Needham kid, the best kids. Hail the Rockets, Massachusetts. Yes, sir. I don't know. You might uh, be a little biased there, Nate. Maybe just a little bit, but that does not matter right now. Because what does matter is the Vineyard Scavenger Hunt of two thousand and nine. Oh my God, that scavenger hunt. So I don't know if you guys are going to get a ton of like crazy details out of it, but that scavenger hunt was just amazing. I think it was our bunk 12 year and our counselors just took us to the vineyard for a day, gave us all a list of different things we needed to take pictures of. And they all gave us um, disposable cameras. And we just set out, and it was just the entire day on the vineyard. I think it was my first time on the vineyard ever. That sounds like um, a pretty awesome activity. Right? And that's that, like, goes back to kind of what I was saying before. Like, if you can get those kind of, like, special moments that your campers are going to remember for the rest of their lives, like, that's what it's all about. And it was so cool to actually do that, not being a 14er. Because it made us feel like we were, I don't know, like kind of special too. Like we, our counselors are like doing all of this for us. And like that, that was just so awesome. And it doesn't matter what year it is. Scavenger hunts are always going to be fun. Um, so if you guys have a group of kids that are a little bit older, set them up with a scavenger hunt and they'll put their all into it. Yeah, I or, think that should be a tradition for the bunk 12ers i feel like that would bring the whole 14 together i think it should be a tradition as well max i think that's a really good idea if you guys are bunk 12 counselors in the near future you should definitely uh run that by like ken or ronnie and i th i really think it would be a good idea because it's still something to this day that i haven't forgot like those memories are so vivid in my mind um and I know, like, not everyone gets the chance to kind of go visit those parts of the state. So it yeah, really sounds, is awesome. That sounds super cool. So you talked about this a little earlier, but what are, were your experiences on pink? And were there any big calls that you had to make that were controversial? Let's see. So overall, my experience on pink is very good and for all those guys out there who are dead set on being a blue or white lieutenant or general someday i would highly suggest trying to get at least one year on pink um first of all you get some perspective um just like seeing how ridiculous some of the coaches can be when it comes to calls and games um, but as for very, very big calls, I am fortunate enough to not have had to make anything that was super controversial. 
Although I did have to, I do remember having to talk to, to Wes Fixler about reviewing a call that he made. I think like Danny Blumenthal hit a home run. Danny Blumenstein. Blumenstein. Blumenthal was a counselor. Yeah. Danny Blumenstein. I think he hit a home run and then like high-fived one of his counselors on the way back to home. 100% they high-fived. And, and Wes, Wes called the call. Like he, he made the call by the book. And so we had to review that with him. I was personally happy he made the call because he was following the letter of the law there. It did get overturned, spirit of Avoda. But I think that was like the biggest thing that I had to kind of like oversee with him. I don't think I specifically had to make any crazy calls, although I'm sure I messed something up in, uh, in water polo because who knows what's going on in that sport. No one knows. What happens under the water stays under the water. So. <laughs> Um, sure. So obviously you were on pink for a few years uh, and then was. you capped it off by becoming a lieutenant in your final summer. Yes. And we kind of want to ask you how your experience on pink and kind of seeing the inner workings of color from outside being a staff member on a team aided you when you did get the call up and become a member of a team so i think pink definitely helps for a lot of reasons one the amount of times i had read the rule book or had even changed rules myself to make more sense was just like so high like you just get such a familiarity with the rule book like what's allowed what is not allowed um so right off the bat you you have that knowledge there. Secondly, I had, I think I've spent like over a full day of waking hours in negotiating rooms, just like seeing how that plays out. Um, and so that's definitely good to see what happens there because I have seen some negotiations where one team really isn't super prepared and it can, it can get ugly fast. And so I think that is something that, that helped a lot. And I think that's one reason why Fixler wanted me to be his first lieutenant was so that we could actually be in the room and we could discuss kind of a strategy to get to what we wanted as fast as possible. And what year would you say it was that a team came in unprepared? If, you, if you're willing to say, because obviously you can – Say what you feel comfortable with, but if you want to want to tell the people, people want to know. So, know. I mean, there is the the 2014 year. You saw what happened there, and I think what happened was the two people in the room there kind of weren't as connected with the campers um, as they had been in previous years. They were just a little bit older. And I won't get into the specifics, but the Vikings was kind of a blowout color war. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. on the receiving Same with end the of Barbarians. That. Yeah. So I was not in the room for the Barbarians, although I'm sure that was very interesting. Yeah. Well, that, that whole war was just interesting in itself. One of the most interesting rooms I've been in um, was actually, I believe it was 2013. It was at Goblin's Profits. Mm -hmm. That was really cool to see. You had, they were very prepared for negotiations and it was just like, they were kind of like barking at each other back and forth. We had to actually slow them down at one point. Um, so that we could keep track of what was happening. Wow. Um, but yeah, that, that was really cool to see. And, and it played out that way throughout the week. And that was probably one of my favorite color wars to just like spectate because of how close it was. Mm, definitely. It was, yeah, it's a good war. That was, uh, I think I was an assistant head judge that year. And I think either three or four days in, uh, the teams were 
dead even tied exact same points like not even just a little bit like literally the exact same points and they were just dead even that's insane that is insane and that's why to any campers listening to this when your staff members say go to song fest because if color war comes down to song fest you're going to need to know your songs better than the other teams that's why you go because that year it did come down to song fest so campers listening sometimes can be a little slow but it's definitely important go to song fest go to song don't practice. talk and don't me. talk in the mess hall either you guys better be listening to these two because they are speaking the truth right now yeah um but you just remind you guys just reminded me of something with that and that is being a head judge for pink if you can kind of score that role at some point one of the coolest things is being able to judge plays and being able to judge song fest. That is just a really cool experience. Um, and I'm not going to reveal anything about it, but I will say if you ever get the chance to do it, it's, it's very much worth it. Good to know. Good advice. Continuing on the trend of advice. What would you say is some advice for a first year camper? For first-year camper, I would say don't be afraid to enjoy the things that you enjoy. And I guess that's kind of like a longer way of saying don't be afraid to be yourself. Because not everyone at Avoda is like a superstar, stellar athlete. And sure, like those kids definitely – get a lot of praise from counselors because maybe they're on their league team or maybe they want to draft them in desert war or color war. But I know a lot of guys who kind of like made a name for their themselves, like doing something else. Um, like I know, for example, like I hope Aaron doesn't get mad at me, but he was never like one of the, the top like five athletes at camp, but he, he was just like had his own thing going on. He he loves camp, I think, more than anyone that I know. It's maybe a tie between him and Jake Alexander. Mm. And Aaron is like, if you guys watch Game of Thrones, he's like the maester of Camp Avoda. And he like I feel like he like guards the archives. He has his his color war ranking lists. He like knows everything about Avoda history and it's awesome. And like, I think that no matter what your thing is, you can make it a thing at Camp Avoda. Mm. That is, that is very good advice. And now similarly, while they're not the same thing, but what is your advice for a first year counselor or a junior counselor as they are referred oh, to at camp? First year, okay, so for a JC, just this one I think is a little easier because so are you guys gonna be JCs? Or are you gonna be first year SCs? Okay. So coming into your JC year, you are gonna have to be prepared to do a little work, but just keep an open mind because it's one of the most fun summers. Um, that transition from CIT to junior counselor is so much bigger and so much more different than that transition from camper to CIT. And it's in a good way. It's definitely in a good way. So while there is going to be some work ahead, just keep your head up because it gets so much better. For sure. Yeah, that's solid. Okay. Are you ready for your birthday speech? Yeah. I, I, hold on, I wrote it down. I never got to do one at camp. I have a fall birthday, so. Here's your opportunity. This is my opportunity. All right. You guys ready? We're ready. Yeah. All right, cool. So this is my fourth summer as an alumnus. Hey. I like it very much. Hey. 2K1014. Hey. What 14 are you guys? 2K17. 2K1714. Hey. Rope staff. Hey. No, nothing there. Nate, I know you're, you might be a little salty. Uh, yeah. The bucket. <laughs> uh, the bucket. Yeah. Hey. hey. 
you guys might not know this one, but the four horsemen. A. Blue, a. The blue convicts. The blue a. crew. A. a. White phantoms. A. The blue swagger. The white a. mustangs. Maybe a. you guys are on one of these teams now. The blue bonic plague. A. Yeah. Okay. White assassins. The a. legion of blue. The White Hounds. Hey. Yup. Okay. White Villains. And hey. Hey. everyone else is number one. Hey. Hey. That is one heck of a speech you got there. This is my first birthday speech. <laughs> I'm glad you included the bucket. We haven't heard the bucket in in a speech yet. And I'm I'm glad it was brought back up because it was definitely a staple of the birthday speech. For me and Max, for Max and I, as younger Same campers. Same here. Even when it I was a camper, been, that was that was a staple. It has been in a couple podcasts before. I think oh, Jake did it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Fine. that's well, that's a great one. We can really we can is. talk offline about that. Sure. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want. Thank well, you for. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for coming on, George. It was a pleasure. Hey guys, like, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Honestly. And uh, just just keep pumping these guys out. I'll keep listening, and uh, it's a this is a good thing for camp, I think. Yeah, we we really hope so. We're we're looking to give people a little bit of camp with the with the hiatus of this summer. So we're hoping people enjoy it. We're hoping people keep listening and uh, stay ready for the next and the ninth episode of the Avoted Days podcast. Oh wow, getting goosebumps. All right. Till next time, everyone. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye.